source is saying, surrender, we're in control. All yeah. you need to do is, you know, listen to the steps that are being revealed one at a time. But society will have you believe if you don't have the 50-year plan, then something's not quite right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the tough part is like, you know, making those distinctive decisions on your own. Because a lot of times we're conditioned to do what we're told or to follow some sort of, like you said, a plan or a guide. We've been guided our whole lives. You know, you you have those seeds planted in your, in your, in your brain as a young person. Like, you know what you're supposed to do. It's just other influences and other things come upon you that change you and make you believe that you're not good enough for that or you're not smart enough for this or you're you know you don't make enough money for that or you know that's not a viable solution for a position that you want to take in life you know you're not naturally a leader so you should probably do something else or you know your personality is not that loud so maybe you should do this or people just dulling your shine in general like maybe you ended up as this you know free spirit and they're like oh that's too much for me (laughs) yeah you're too too bright you're too bright you're shining too much like i can't take it are you tired of small talk Me too. How do we channel spirit messages? What can angels and demons teach us? What's quantum leaping? How do we shift timelines? Who are the starseeds among us? Are dragons real? Big Souls brings big ideas down to earth. Let's plant some abundant seeds into the garden of your mind. Join the big talk. Hi, welcome to Big Souls big ideas where we replace the small talk with big talk and we talk about things that are outside of your everyday experience such as source such as angels and demons such as the magic that comes when you rediscover your own power but also when you reconnect with the dragon power that is all around us believe it or not i'm really excited to introduce to you a fellow light worker a peace architect and a multi-dimensional artist Caitlin Brown, so we can talk about what it means to channel source. Hi, Hi Kate. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Great. Great to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing so well. It's good to be here. All right. Well, let's start with what mm-hmm. is source? I feel like source is your divine guidance system in total. So I feel like it incorpor- incorporates and encompasses you know, all parts of mainly things that we cannot see, you know, in the universe, you know, it's that universal mind connection. It's your intuition, it's your guides, your higher self, like everything kind of culminated into one. (laughs) And it just, it's that one thing I think that connects everybody and everything. That's how I would define source. It's my guiding light for me. Yeah. When did you discover source as a concept? Oh man. Um, I think source has always been something that's been around ever since I was really little and something that I kind of clued into unintentionally. But I really started feeling much closer to source when I got into college um, because that was a very significant timeline change, timeline shift for me. And it's kind of like when I started really discovering who I was, kind of coming into myself, feeling more comfortable as me and learning what I liked and didn't like and where I wanted to go and where I didn't want to go. And so having source, you know, speaking, talking to me, um, because everyone has, you know, their version of source within them, you know, the way it communicates with them. But I really felt like I needed that external guidance to be clear at that time. And source came through and was doing her darndest to try to get me where I needed to go. (laughs) So, you know, I think over time, things have just developed from there. And, you know, I call Source one of my best friends. I call Source, you know, like I confide in Source. I talk to Source. Source is, I think, the thing that makes me feel the most comfortable 
in my life. Yeah, it helps me to freely express myself, be who I am, and yeah, feel feel fearless. <laughs> you know that guidance we hear, move in silence. You're actually moving more in alignment with Source, so you can hear more what Source has to say. So it's very beautiful that you said Source is my best friend because we have so much support, so much guidance that comes from within because it's, mm-hmm. it's, we cannot see it around us. So it comes as messages from within us. It's like we learn how to be comfortable on our own, that we befriend the entire universe and yeah. everyone is a friend. Yes, yes, that definitely that was definitely my next pin is that, you know, when you start to see source in yourself, you start to see it in everyone else around you. And I feel that it also has helped me to trust that everything's working out in my favor, that everything's going the way it's supposed to go. Um but I didn't always trust Source. <laughs> I didn't always trust, you know, and trust is something I'm still working on. I think everybody has, you know, their things or whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish in life. And for me, freedom is my number one. And so with that freedom comes a lot of trust. Like you have to really like lean in fully. And a lot of times that leaning in doesn't feel very easy. <laughs> So trusting source yeah. and, and allowing myself to be guided in the direction, even if it seems, you know, it's some, especially because it's most times often something I don't know or something I cannot see is a challenge, but I'm welcoming, I'm being more welcoming to the challenges as they arise. I mean, that's part of the learning process to have this beginner's mindset, because mm-hmm. deep down, you know that you can handle anything, you know. We've lived so many years now. We've handled everything. (laughs) Uh, And I love that you said freedom. I think especially when we are creative people, we need that creative freedom because we don't know what ideas are going to come tomorrow. And if we're to be defined by the limitations of yesterday, we're not going to be able to have that breakthrough. Yes. Totally. I love that. I write about this a lot in my e-workbook that I created called Trusting Your Intuition. And to me, the hardest part is knowing the difference between the voices that are in your head. So a lot of times you assume that there's just one voice or it's just you or, you know, whatever talking. And you have to know the difference between your ego voice your you voice and your source voice. And to me, your source voice is the one that's calm. It's sure. It always answers first. And it's the most definite. It sometimes can be an answer that you don't want to hear, but it's the most definite answer that you can get. And it's, it's always the first thing that comes to your mind. And it, it may seem very obscure. It may seem like from totally left field, but you have to be able to trust that and understand that that is the voice of reason. Then there's the you voice who's kind of in between and you're the one who's kind of trying to decipher both. And this one to me is often a little bit seemingly confused and it will ask a lot of questions <laughs> and it's constantly thinking. It's the thinking brain. You know, it's the one that's like, okay, if I do this, then that will happen. If this happens, then this will happen. You know, it's like trying to make reason out of something. And then there's the control. And then there's the ego uh, voice, which to me is the voice of fear. It's the voice of protection. Um, It's the one that's trying its best, no matter what, to keep you in a place of safety. And you can't blame the ego voice because that's what it's for, is to protect you, is to put you in that, you know, when you're in that flight or flight state, it's the one that's like, "Uh uh-uh, don't do that. You know, it's like, don't go there. And you're like, okay, I won't. You know, so you have to learn when to listen to that ego voice and when to tell it, okay, look, you're, you're not 
needed at this time and I'll come back to you when (laughs) I need you. But I think learning the differences between those and practicing that consistently is the thing that really has skyrocketed my ability to navigate through any kinds of these challenges or problems or even moments of like anxiety and depression. You know, I think those things have really helped. Yeah, it's something beautiful that you said around if I do this, what's going to happen? Is that going to happen? That's the conditional thinking. That's the conditional mm-hmm. reasoning. And it's that thinking that society has embedded into our consciousness that we need to be in control. And if we're not mm-hmm. in control, then we're losing the game. Source is saying, surrender. We're in control. All yeah. you need to do is, you know, listen to the steps that are being revealed one at a time. But society will have you believe if you don't have the 50-year plan, then something's not quite right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the tough part is like, you know, making those distinctive decisions on your own. Because a lot of times we're conditioned to do what we're told or to follow some sort of, like you said, a plan or a guide. We've been guided our whole lives. You know, you you have those seeds planted in your, in your, in your brain as a young person. Like, you know what you're supposed to do. It's just other influences and other things yeah. come upon you that change you and make you believe that you're not good enough for that or you're not smart enough for this or you're you know you don't make enough money for that or you know that's not a viable solution for a position that you want to take in life you know you're not naturally a leader so you should probably do something else or you know your personality is not that loud so maybe you should do this or people just dulling your shine in general like maybe you ended up as this you know free spirit and they're like oh that's too much for me Yeah. You're too, too bright. You're too bright. You're shining too much. Like I can't take it. You know, they're, you're blinding them. So like knowing the differences really, truly, honestly, that's helped me so much is knowing the difference between those three voices and getting to know my source voice, like what that sounds like, because they're all you, you know, they're all, it's all your voice. It's all you because, you know, source, God, universe, whatever you want to call it speaks through you. So it's going to be your voice. And people think it's going to be this all-knowing power, like, you know, crazy, like divine (laughs) sounding thing. But it's like, it's not, it's not that deep. And I think simplifying to amplify is one of my favorite sayings. Marie Forleo says it all the time. And if you can simplify things, like simplifying even the universe, as complex as it may seem, simplifying it into something that's tangible and understandable is, it just makes life so much easier, so much less stressful. (laughs) I am the universe. Yes. That's as simple as it gets. Mm -hmm. I am the universe. And you're right. The voice that comes is still yours. It's still filtered through your voice. It might be, you know, the reasoning of a different being, but it still comes through with your energetic frequency. And that's how you know you can trust Mm -hmm. it because it can meet you where you are. When I was going through, you know, all these big spiritual changes, I didn't have the people around me to talk to Mm -hmm. because they weren't Mm -hmm. as connected to source. So that's where, you know, there was the, Mm -hmm. but what if you fail? But what if you're not good enough? But what if you're, you know, all these seeds of doubt being planted? I was like, no, no, these seeds are not going in my garden. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I discovered the spirit messages. That's when I discovered all the channelers. And that's when I discovered that this guidance was coming Mm -hmm. through these messages from strangers from all around the world. And I thought, that is magic. That is magic that there are messages being recorded. They're being recorded to you. And it doesn't have to be just you. It can be a lot of people going through the same journey, but that you are able to find that one message that you need exactly when you need that voice of support or voice of encouragement. That was very empowering. And that leads me to my next question. 
how do we actually channel spirit messages? I think people make it very, like I said, I think simplify to amplify. So I think people make it very complicated. My best advice is to practice. You have to practice. Like with anything else, it's a, it's a skill. It's a muscle. Um, everyone has access to it. It's not anything I would say that's necessarily special. It's just that like other skills, some have practiced it more than others. And I, I think, I do believe that some people are placed on earth for certain things or for certain, you know, paths or spiritual advancements or what have you, you know, that's their path. So there's that. But also I feel that like everyone can do this if they just spend time, you have to spend time. So my first advice would be to practice playing with the universe, practice asking for things and seeing how they show up and being open to the way, you know, you can receive them. So for instance, like say, you know, you want to practice manifestation this time, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just practicing simple manifestation. I ask something like, okay, source, I want to see in my day to show and prove to me that my manifestations are working or that I'm in the frequency of manifesting. I want to see a bluebird. And so in my day, I go about my day and somewhere I will see a bluebird, but you have to be open again, like I said, because the universe is playful. It plays in different ways. So the bluebird could come as the word bluebird. It could be the actual animal itself. It could be a sticker. It could be someone saying it. It could be, you know, there's lots of different ways to interpret the message. So being flexible with that is important. Having more fun with how you channel, what you're you know, you're looking for, and then also trusting what you get. Like, you know, when you're asking something, it's like for me, since I'm, you know, a, an intuitive and I do that guidance for other people, I am constantly hearing the three voices in my head. And so I have to know, like when Source is talking, like I have to trust that that's what I'm meant to say. That's what I'm meant to hear and not put my own doubts, my own feelings into it. You know, you have to kind of remove yourself from it and see yourself outside of yourself. <laughs> it's kind of a strange feeling, but like to make it as simple as I can, that's the, that's, that's the best way I would say is to just make sure that, you know, you're keeping it simple, keeping it easy, making it fun and playing with the universe, allowing yourself to really play and you can get as crazy as you want. That's a start. <laughs> There's more depth, but that's a start. <laughs> yeah, especially when you said the visual proof that the universe sends you. You know, if you think about Milka, one of the biggest chocolate brands, it has a purple cow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not your average cow. <laughs> and if you ask for a sign of cow and they give you the chocolate, you might miss it because mm -hmm. you're expecting to see the cow, but the cow is being delivered like in a purple shape, yeah. <laughs> in a purple form. Yeah. Creativity is all around us. And sometimes we tend to miss the signs. and. I've been seeing so many dragons lately mm -hmm. and the dragon energy is all around us, but it's so easy to miss it. It's in logos, it's in bags, it's in cards, it's in animations. And yet people don't actually talk about dragons. They talk about the politics, they talk about the wars. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of seeing the magic is all around us. The creativity is all around us. Mm -hmm. Source is all around mm -hmm. us trying to, you know, give us these prompts for us to open our eyes, our spiritual side, but we're just missing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I think it's tough when, you know, you're, you know, and I can only speak from my own experience, but like when you're leading, you know, a, a very 3D existence and you, that's all you've known your whole life, you know, is that, and you don't know of the magic, you don't know that those things exist. And again, those outside influences kind of tread on your dreams, your desires, you know, all the things that you, all the magic that you had. It's kind of difficult to come, come out of that. The first thing that comes to mind when I think of like getting yourself out of those positions of, or finding that clarity is gratitude, seeing 
happiness in the smallest of things, because I think a lot of us spend a lot of time thinking of all of the negative things, all of like we, we really give those things a little too much focus. And if we can refocus and start seeing, you know, small things like, oh my gosh, I'm breathing today. Like, I know that seems, you know, it's very silly, but like it, it, it is real, you know, it's like I'm breathing again today, or like I have a place to sleep or eating, like I get to eat today, you know, cause it's just, I think we just take those things for granted. And seeing those things allows you to see more magic. It allows you to, again, simplify your thoughts, simplify your life, and things get so much brighter. They get so much prettier. You know, you get to enjoy just standing outside, looking at nature, you know. And a lot of people will say often, like, well, that's, you know, a fool's way to look at things. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a naive way to look at things. But honestly, for me, I'd rather be that than to be living in the way I was before. Because this is a lot better. It's a lot more fun. There's just so much more abundance to be found in all of that. And um, looking at a tree is not so bad. The way that most people live is that they're trained for conformity. So their souls are just being restricted and tortured. Any attempt to break free, it's like, no, you shall Mm -hmm. obey. And that is usually, you know, one of the messages that we see in movies when they try to talk about the false matrix and the false society. Because nature is all around us. And I remember when I had my burnout Mm -hmm. season and I went to the garden that was right next to my building. And I kept looking at it thinking, I'm going to go tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm going to go tomorrow. And then I reached that burnout point. I was like, well, I have nothing else to do. Might as well go Mm -hmm. to the garden. And I went to the garden. I was like, why didn't I make it here earlier? Right here in front of me. I could see it every single day. I I love that though, because the universe or source will literally force you into those situations. You know, like if if you act like, you know, because you asked in that moment, you were like, I just, you know, I'm in burnout season. I'm feeling crappy. I need a relief. And source is like, go to the garden, go to the garden. And then, you you know, you didn't go. And then all of a sudden you hit your, your peak, like source pushes you to the peak so that you actually follow the ways of your heart, your heart, your soul. And I think that happens often is we get pushed to the peak and then you have no choice. And the universe is like, well, you asked for this, you know, <laughs> and you're like, I did, but I didn't want to get here, but I should have listened earlier, you know? Yeah. It's, it, that's real life. That is real life. And we learn. <laughs> we get what we ask for. And especially when we're stuck in these repetitive situations, it's important to come back to ourselves and realize what are we actually asking for? Because we're getting it. Whatever it is we're asking, we're getting it. So if we feel restricted, if we feel exhausted, then we're asking for something that is restricting us, that is exhausting us, because we think on some level that's what we want, but it's not really. We can't get to the heart of what we actually want because we've been trained, again, for conformity. We've not been trained to open our hearts, to listen with our hearts, to reconnect with our souls. So it's once again battling these ideas from friends and family and society and the burnout. (laughs) And we open our eyes to see that nature has been there all along. Mother nature has been there all along, waiting for our return. It it really does. It it changes your life when you start to pick up on those signs, start to pay attention, start to allow yourself to, because really it is an allowance. It's an allowing of like, okay, how in this moment am I going to surrender? And a lot of times we go, I surrendered. I did it. I surrendered. I said, okay, but you're still (laughs) gripping. I I surrender, but you haven't fully surrendered because full surrender again is full trust, full surrender. And it's, it's, it's a tough thing to get to, but you know, it's, it, again, I think it just takes practice and allow, like allowing yourself to see proof in the universe so that you can reassure yourself because you, some, 
we we always say like, oh, I got this. Like, I'm fine. Like, I don't need that. Like, I don't need, but like, we need, as humans, we need reassurance. We need to be told like we're doing a good job. I was thinking about that before a call. Because I was listening to another channel message and I, I kept thinking, I am ready. I've been saying I'm ready. And every time that I say I'm ready, I, you know, it's almost like the universe her, hears that as I am ready for the next lesson. I'm ready for the next level up. But it's not necessarily what I think <laughs> I'm ready for. It's just me giving the indication. I'm ready for whatever you need to give me next. But, you know, we hear the concept of a breakthrough. We think, oh, this is going to be my big break. But it's not necessarily that that's going to make you the happiest once again. It's about removing all of these limitations, limiting beliefs. And so when you say I'm ready every single day, the universe is giving you the tools to do that. The lessons, the people, the opportunities. But it's quite interesting that it's been now months that I wake up every single day and I say, I am ready. I don't know what I'm ready <laughs> for. I just know that this is the prompt that I put out into the universe. Yeah, I am ready. That's awesome. I love that. I think saying I'm ready is a good thing. And when you say the words I'm ready, like it's an open door. <laughs> you know, it's an open door. You're ready for anything. And I think people get a little caught up on the I'm ready and they're thinking that, like you said, that I'm ready means. I'm ready to be, you know, like most people are like, I'm ready to be famous. I'm ready to be a star. I'm ready to be this. And, you know, or I'm ready to have a you know the next steps in life. I'm ready, whatever it may be. But man, I, I like the way you're looking at that. I'm ready. That openness to I'm ready because you can't have your own interpretation of what you're ready for because you have no idea. You think you're ready for something, but you have no idea. So I love that. I love that being open to just whatever comes. You're like, I'm ready for it. You have to trust your higher self as well, because that version of yourself has already seen all the options. And especially when we talk about fame and success, you don't want to be in those rooms where people are yeah. corrupted. When we say I am ready, it means that I am ready to become a greater version of myself. I'm ready to receive more because I know it's going to be a fight, but I'm ready, you know? Yes. And I think when we have this, the fool's journey, when we have that optimism of the fool, you are being given the resources as well. Because mm -hmm. if you're going to be creating a new path, there's going to be a, a lot of um, overgrowth. There's going to be a lot of fallen trees. So you need to make way, but you're going to be given the tools. And I think that is success in itself that you are able to power through that lack of seeming road and you're making that road. Success is waking up every single day and saying, thank you, I'm alive. I love the idea of, of you saying that is that, you know, thank you, I'm, I'm alive, I'm here. And I know for a lot of people, they don't really know what I'm alive and I'm here is supposed to look like. Like they don't know what that's supposed to mean because they just don't have, again, the resources. They don't know, they don't know how deep that goes when you say that, mm -hmm. you know, it seems like a very like cliche, but it feels, you know, when you really are able to feel that and really able to be grateful. Again, I think gratitude is the easiest way to get there. It's the fastest route. <laughs> so if you're able to really feel that, then you're gold. Yeah. And there's the, that point of, you mentioned some people don't have the resources. I think they're looking at other people's lives and they think they have more resources, but that's not always the case. I think some people mm -hmm. are able to use the little resources they have to create more resources or mm -hmm. to trust that the resources will come at the right time, which in itself is that abundance mindset. And oftentimes we compare our lives to those that are better than us, but we forget that our life can be worse. We think, oh, this is the worst. Is it? It can be so much more worse. But if you keep focusing on the positive, you keep uplifting yourself, you keep healing yourself as well. You know, we've met those people that are only seeing the negative things. It's almost like they have mold all over their soul that's kind of poisoning them. Mm -hmm. If you're able to spot the light, even in the darkest room, that mold is not there, which is amazing. Also, a part of it, too, is like taking responsibility for your manifestations or what you've created thus far. Because, you know, as a co-creator, you're creating your reality all the time. 
and taking that responsibility for what you have created thus far, even, you know, beyond what your external circumstances are, your environment has fed you is a big step. A lot of people say they want to see themselves or they're like, I want to know my truest self. I want to be so true. I want to be so authentic. But they get mixed up because they don't really know what their true authenticity is. They don't really know because they haven't taken the time to really dive deep and really see like, okay, I want I want all these things. I, I feel like I deserve all these things. But like, where are my blocks? Where are the things that are holding me up? Where are, you know, the places where I let someone else, you know, bulldoze me or whatever it may be, you know, where I wasn't kind, where I was someone who wasn't seeing the other side of a conversation. Like you have to really go back through your life and see and like analyze all those parts and be constantly doing that in your everyday life. Like you have to be doing that. You should be breaking down your thoughts, breaking down your way of living so that you can change it and make it something else. Because- If you're not willing to do that work, if you're not willing to put yourself in that position of vulnerability, then you're going to continue to cultivate the same kinds of things. And that's why we have repetitive lessons and we keep having, you know, those things happening to us over and over again is because, God dang, you know, (laughs) like you didn't learn it. (laughs) Yeah. So you're just you're just going through it over and over again. And like it creates these boundaries within yourself that you don't even realize. You don't even know you're fighting those battles within yourself. So really taking the time to get to know yourself and be honest with yourself at all times is like huge, 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 huge. Yeah. And allowing the space for you to actually listen and hear what is being revealed to you, because the truth is usually ugly. The truth is not something that you want to hear if you've created so many coping mechanisms to move around it, (laughs) maneuver around it. And when it comes to accountability, you need to know what you actually need to eradicate and remove. It's a tough journey, but the rewards are amazing in the sense that you get that freedom that you mentioned, that creativity, that inspiration, that joy to be alive. And I think people that are committed to spreading that love, to spreading that joy into the world and reminding others are divine messengers. They are here to uplift humanity. What would you say it's the purpose of channeled messages? Do you bring any intention or do you wait for the intention to come to you? Um, It depends on the day. Most times I just ask source for whatever it needs to be heard if I'm channeling a message. But I also feel like there's times when you have to get specific if there's something you really want to know. Because if you don't ask directly, a lot of times, again, the universe likes to play. It's it's It has a sense of humor. And sometimes you're not ready for that sense of humor today. <laughs> you know, you're like, I don't want to have that <laughs> yeah. today. Um, I need something straightforward. I'm not trying to play games. Asking straight up, you know, asking for what you need, what you want for the answers is important. And I think the purpose of channel messages in general is for me as an intuitive person, as someone who I guess people would consider a messenger is to be able to relay these messages in a way that's relatable because everybody receives the messages from source in some way or another. And I think whatever channel you're receiving it from is what you're meant to have at that time. So whether it be through a religious practice, whether it be any kind of spiritual information is coming to you in a way that you can receive it in that lifetime. And everybody's not ready to receive spiritual information in the same way. They're just not removing judgment from that and allowing people to live the life that they're meant to live this time and letting them figure out. Because I think a lot of times spiritual messengers will try to 
it's like almost like this divine power that kind of comes over them where they feel that they have. They'll try to force themselves upon others or they'll be shooting out messages, you know, like I have a message for you because it's your time. You know, like I, I don't really resonate with that because I feel that if you've happened upon it, if it's been delivered to you through the universe in some sort of way, then it's for you. If this doesn't resonate or this doesn't fit, then move on, right? Then scroll. But I feel like if it showed up in my reality, if it showed up for me, there's something in there that I need to hear. There's something in that message that I need to get. And I don't know why it showed up. And that's how, like, you know, when you're having conversations, even difficult ones with people, it's it's showing you something that you need. It's giving you, it's mirroring something within you that needs to be pulled out and needs to be assessed. It needs to be authenticated, you know? So that's what I feel like the purpose of channeled messages are, is to show us those things to lead us toward freedom lifestyle, lead us toward a space where we can be more connected and find more love and be more understanding and just connect with others better. Yeah, especially when it kind of aligns with what you've been receiving as well. It's kind of a confirmation. It's like, oh, I'm in alignment. Fantastic. And I think it's important that we recognize that some of the people that are delivering these messages online, they are using marketing tactics. And that is why it probably doesn't resonate as much because they're trying to retain the attention. So they're focused on the attention more so than the message. But Again, it might come from that place of fear. What if I don't get to deliver that message to where, you know, that if you have that channel that you are infused with a little bit of fear, the message is going to be corrupted just mm-hmm. a little bit. It's not going to be as authentic, it's not going to be as joyful. Your frequency is going to be enmeshed without fear. So it's going to be brought to a lower level. And it might reach the people that are desperate for a message. Mm-hmm. That's why I love messages that come to me when I don't seek mm-hmm. for them. I'm just scrolling and the message comes mm-hmm. Because every now and then there are questions that are burning questions and you want to get to the answer as soon as. And the universe is like, it's not the yeah. time yet. Focus on what's in front of you. And this is something that we don't want to hear because, again, it brings that accountability, brings back that sense of surrender, which is not something that we're taught at school. Yeah. Do you remember the first time that you channeled a message? It's hard to remember, honestly, the first time specifically, but I will say that the most prevalent intuitive message that I received that I I remember most clearly that caught me off guard before I was doing any of this kind of work is um, actually the passing of one of my family members. And strangely, like a family member passed away. And then as we were receiving the call, I got the inclination that another family member would pass away. And it stuck out to me because for me, like my family is my everything. And everything in me was like, why? You know, I'm like, that can't be right. You know, so I just ignored and I just didn't think deeply on it. I just kind of, because I just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Um, I wasn't ready to receive that kind of information. But now I use it as fuel to help those people. Like if I do receive that information, I use it as fuel to help them if I can. If, you know, if, I, if there's something that I can do, because usually that's kind of what source is giving you is a little heads up like a little nod in that direction, like, hey, you should check on this person or, hey, you should probably help them out with this. You know, maybe they need something that you can give. And at the time, I just didn't know. I just didn't know. But I won't make that mistake again um, with not trusting myself. You know, I, I there's a lot of things that I had to get through with that of like allowing myself to forgive myself, you know, not hold that burden, but also to realize how to use it when it comes through, when those things come 
to pass. You know, how do I, how do I handle that situation? But everything's not so dark like that. Oh, you know, I want a parking spot in Aldi today, you know, or something like that. And, you know, I'll be like, where's it going to be source? And then there it is. But that's how I kind of started was parking spots was one that I use a lot is I would say, I would ask source, like, you know, like, so source, like, where's my parking spot? And then I listen Mm. to see their bunch. And I, you know, sometimes it would take like 10 minutes to figure it out. Cause she's, I'm like, I want to park a parking spot close, you know? And she's like, okay, well you got to wait then. And I'm like, so I would drive around for like 10 minutes and then all of a sudden right in front of the door, there it is, you know? So the one with my family member was the most prominent, but I think manifesting parking spots is the lighter. (laughs) There's a lot to be said about the departure when it comes to one's life. And I know that um, from what I've received as downloads is the birth of a child and the loss of a child are the biggest events for a human being when it comes to their spiritual evolution. So the birth of a child expands your heart for unconditional love and the loss of a child kind of expands your ability to see things from a higher perspective. So it brings you closer to your soul purpose. But there's a way for us to be humbled. And I say that in the the most loving way because sometimes we are being guided to forgive the people that have hurt us the most and usually that's your inner circle because they have the most access to your heart we talk about forgiveness but a lot of people don't actually practice Mm -hmm. forgiveness they say i've forgiven but they carry that heaviness in their heart until the day they die and the concept of forgiveness is somebody said it i think was you accept the cost for their actions because you know it's going to allow you to move differently Mm -hmm. going forward it's going to allow you to freedom with more grace going forward and that is mastery to reach that point of forgiveness it comes back to gratitude we keep thinking about the losses we keep thinking about what we've lost or sacrificed or what's not here but we are forgetting Mm -hmm. what's here and some of the people that are around us they may not be able to meet us where we are yeah they're here and there's a reason they're here there's a reason we've shared memories and sometimes it will be a, a case of moving in different directions in life but it's it's a sense of appreciation it's a sense of understanding that everything happens for a reason and that these channeled messages, these channeled ideas, they're coming for a reason as well. We're mm-hmm. spread around the world, lightworkers, starseeds, earth angels, divine beings, divine messengers for a reason because the world is so dark and we're supposed to create this spider's web mm-hmm. of positivity and put it in the system, like code it and then release it. A little bit like a software program. We're the coders, but we're coding yeah. in energetically and now that we're kind of getting united because more and more of us are creating our own legacies they're creating our own uh, platforms online we are being brave enough to follow the guidance that comes from within from source which isn't something that was allowed i suppose 10 years ago there were no platforms or perhaps the ascension wasn't at that point but we're now very easy to spot so to speak the old ones out with, with our positivity or with our bravery and it's a different way of bravery it's a different way of leadership we're redefining what a, an influencer means a messenger means a motivational speaker means that's not to say that the leadership of the past is gone or that the religious messages that are a little bit more restricted are gone it's to say that there is a different way there's one more way that we can do things and it's quite beautiful to watch us connect more and create these networks mm-hmm. for other people because i think that's that's the biggest nightmare for <laughs> the current system that we stop gaslighting ourselves that we're weird or crazy or you know something's not quite right and we believe in ourselves i agree so i completely agree yeah. i completely agree i think that it, it can be difficult you know but I, I i also think like it's up to us as we bravely step out that we remind ourselves too that 
as this being our mission, we have to stop saying it's hard. We have to stop saying that it's difficult for us to find each other. Like that's our mindset that we have to change. We have to start saying that it's so easy for us to connect. It's so awesome when we do. So like we have to start building that, you know, because that feeling of oppression only stays around if you allow it. If you mentally allow that to be a part of your existence. And I just tell myself, I'm like, that doesn't apply to me. Like I get to have this, I get to have that. And source delivers, you know? So I'm, that's why I'm here with you. That's why I'm, you know, that's why I feel like we get the chance to connect today, which is so amazing. And, you know, all the other beautiful people that I've been able to connect with out of, you know, stepping into, again, that bravery spot and really fortifying those beliefs. Like really like knowing that I'm like, no, there is love. There is peace. There is this, like that is possible. That is a thing that is real love is the highest power in the whole world and like i just refuse to believe anything else we are removing the barriers i think there happen so many barriers in life where because you're younger you're not worthy enough to be in the room with the leader for example we're removing mm-hmm. that sense of unworthiness we are here to exchange ideas and sometimes people will be selected to be messengers because they are open to receiving it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they're five years old or they're 55 years old Mm-hmm. And I think we're here to start loving and honoring each other for the individual souls that we are. Because these are avatars, but the souls yeah. that are within us, they're limitless. And that applies to every single person on earth. We've been made to judge ourselves based on how we look on these avatars, mm-hmm. which is insane. But, you know, the system has been very successful. <laughs> <laughs> Being free to exp- like to freely express who you are at your most authentic p- portions, no matter how, you know, like, because like sometimes you may feel like showing up in a certain way. Sometimes you may not. Like I'm sitting here in front of you in a t-shirt. Like I woke up and like I had to check myself because I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get ready. I'm going to be on video. And I was like, that's just not, that's not what I'm feeling today. (laughs) You know, that's not who I am today. Um, Sometimes I am that, you know, um, but sometimes you're just not. So you have to accept that. And allowing those little small acceptances lead to bigger acceptances, which lead to more authenticity, Mm -hmm. more happiness and more ease. That's my one goal or my one wish is to help people to be more free, to feel more authentic, to feel like it's okay to just be yourself more often. Yeah. Do more of the things that make you feel more comfortable in your own skin. And it's interesting that you say that. I remember when I was recording some of the videos, playing with um, outfits, Mm -hmm. I felt more comfortable wearing sweatpants and just, you know, a t-shirt than I felt wearing a dress. It wasn't to do with me not liking wearing dresses. It was more to do with, I feel like I'm trying to showcase something that isn't You know, I want people to see the authenticity that is the soul. And that usually comes across with your energetic frequencies. When you're happy with what you're wearing, your energy shifts and it it has less to do with, you know, polishing this and the gear and, you know, and we've been conditioned to play roles. So we're breaking free from those roles. And I think in the process of doing that, we're also attracting people that don't care about the roles Mm -hmm. either. So we can connect soul to soul. And that's the best kind of connection. It really is. Don't get me wrong. A great hair day, I'm in it. You know, like a little lipstick here and there. Hell yeah. You know, but sometimes it just isn't that. So, you know, removing that pressure, whatever makes your vibration higher. There comes the point of honesty as well. If you're tired, just allow yourself to not do that much. Just allow yourself to admit okay, today I'm tired, today I'm exhausted, today I resonate more with my shadow Mm -hmm. self and that's Mm -hmm. okay. That is a way for you to raise your uh, vibrations and frequency as well because you're aligning with the truth. You're not trying to be something that you're not. You're acknowledging this is where I am right now. Sometimes there's a lesson in, in being tired. And that is a lesson that we keep receiving in terms of a message. Rest. rest. <laughs> when I hear the message, rest, I'm like, right? how? <laughs> There's so much 
I know, I know. And I think sometimes when our mm-hmm. soul speaks to us, like our human bodies are like, I have, you know, our human brains especially are like, well, it's time to go. I got to do it. You know, like if it's saying go, like, especially when you get in the mode of like following your purpose, you're like, oh, well, I got to go here. I got to go there. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know? So yeah. yes, source will remind us quite oftenly that we have to rest. When I get the message rest and I try to rest, I'm revealed five more steps of the plan. I'm revealed five more actions that I need to take. Why did you give me the steps if you're telling me to rest? Yeah, I think a lot of times, though, I think Source does that because Source is like, here's more. You know, you can take this if you want. It's like, because you can, like you can, you can do it. But when do you choose yourself? You know, like, when do you choose what you really need? You know, and like a lot of times we just choose not that. And I think that's what Source is trying to get us to, to do in those moments is to choose us, to choose the I am again, because we know we're tired. <laughs> we know we're, we know we're be down. We're like, Ooh, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I know. I, I know I need to sleep right now. I know I need to turn off, but I don't because I'm inspired or I, I see this or that, but you know, yeah. it's, it's a choice. It's definitely a choice, an active choice that you have to make. So you're not alone. I'm there I'm with you. It's a moral dilemma though, I would say, because when you're pursuing your soul path, something that is aligned with what you want to achieve in the world long-term, you're still choosing yourself. Or maybe that's the way to bargain or that's the way that, you know, that's the trap. But I am doing something that is in alignment of choosing myself. But in reality, it's still doing, not being. We've all heard this. Authenticity is about being. And if you are tired, if you were a separate being, if you were a baby and you were taking care of a baby, when the baby is tired, you're going to put the baby Mm -hmm. to sleep. Even though the baby is a source Mm -hmm. of joy. That's us. We are a source Mm -hmm. of joy. But we're, we, we don't even give ourselves permission to cry when we're tired because we think I need to be yep. strong all the time. <laughs> yeah, we sure do. But that, that acceptance, that's again, another level of acceptance that we just have to reach. And it's, you know, living a human life, I would never say to anybody that it's easy, but I would say that it's definitely something that can be super palatable and super fun and super interesting if you allow it to be that. And it can be simplified. I think it can, I I just, I go back to that. The idea of simplicity is so important. Like it's just, it's resonated through my entire, in order to achieve freedom, I feel like you have to simplify things. You have to bring things down to the minutia and let them just be what they are. What you were is tired. You know, that means stop. (laughs) You know, what, you know, when you're, you're feeling inspired and you have the energy, then you go, you know, like that's, that it's that, simple but I think we just think you know as a deep thinker like yourself or myself like we're you're constantly over analyzing those situations and we're like oh shoot like I want to do more for myself I want to I know I'm in my purpose I'm in my alignment so why is this not feeling like how good it could or like it feels good for a second but then I'm even more exhausted after and you're like I I should be able to like be an energizer bunny and run endlessly and like you know all this stuff when you come down the simple fact is that you were tired. You need to rest. If you think about way showers, they achieve the impossible. And in some ways we're paving new paths. So we're tasked with creating something that doesn't exist here because we can ground these pieces, these Lego blocks and build the paths forward. So we don't want to disappoint. And I think that that's another element of our belief system that we don't want to disappoint. Is it our younger self? Mm-hmm. Is it our future self? Is it the future generations? Because we're stuck between healing the traumas of the past and creating something new that's never been seen for the future generation. So who is it that we don't want to disappoint? And I think that's a very important question that probably requires huge honesty because sometimes the answer might surprise us that we don't want to disappoint a figure in our life that served as a role model that we thought we had given, I don't know, trauma bonds. But I think that's a big blockage that sometimes keeps us trying to prove ourselves, trying to prove that we can do it. 
while accepting that it can be easier. That's the hardest part, recognizing that in the first place. Because like I said before, I feel like a lot of people just don't realize. They just don't know. They have no idea that they have these trauma bonds. They have no idea that they have these hangups, these blocks. They don't, they just don't know because they're just living a human life. And I think a lot of times, you know, as people who have a wider eye, a wider scope in that area of life, it's hard for you to imagine that someone couldn't see those things or that they can't feel those things or that they're not experiencing those things. And like, you know, it becomes, I I do feel a lot of times it becomes a form of judgment. We have to be really careful about allowing those people to live their lives as well. Because if they're not meant to wake up right now, they're not meant to see things this time, then they're just not meant to. It's not, there's no pressure. I think Source also is like, you know, always reassuring me because at first when I started this spiritual journey, I felt like it was a lot of responsibility, felt like a lot yes. of stuff on my shoulders. But we have to be willing to give that up too. We have to be willing to be like, oh, I'm not claiming that. I'm not claiming that this is hard. I'm not claiming that this is a huge responsibility because the thing is, is that if it's your path, it's your path. It's not going to feel gigantic. It's not going to feel so hard. And like you said, it's 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 those trauma bonds, those things that reactions to that is what's causing that visceral, mm-hmm. physical feeling. But you're ready. You have to take that pressure off. You have to allow yourself to be like, if there is something that's weighing on you, you have to just give it up to source. Like, they're always like, give it up to God. I'm like, yeah. hell yeah, in real time. Like, you can't put that so much pressure on yourself because if you're doing that every day, like we as light workers, like we weigh ourselves down with the weight of every single thing. And that's just not, that's not what we're here for. Mm-hmm. We're not meant to feel the weight of the world on our shoulders. We're meant to transmute it. Yes. But we, because we feel it immediately, we're like, oh, that's mine. Oop, that's mine too. Oh gosh, that's awesome. And it's not ours. It's not ours. It's not our burden to take. We're just supposed to give it up. But we just like hold on and we're like, got all these goddamn bags, you know? And I'm like, where are these bags coming from? Like, these are not my bags. (laughs) You know, I didn't bring this on the trip. (laughs) Like, I'm just carrying everybody else's stuff. And that's not, that doesn't help. It doesn't do anything, but make things harder. So we have to be willing to give it up and seeing why we don't want to give it up. Why we think, why we need that validation, why we need that sense of, to have that responsibility upon us. Maybe it's something within us that's caused us to think that we need to keep that. Yeah. And I think you made a really good point that if somebody's not ready to awaken yet, it's not their time. They're on a different learning path. Most of us that have been awakened from an early age, Mm -hmm. we carry the sense of, well, why couldn't you see me? Mm -hmm. But if somebody isn't awakened, they will never be able to see you until they get to that point. But I guess it's that inner child, maybe, that's still thinking, well, why couldn't you see Mm -hmm. me? Especially for humans that are living in the 3D world. They're kind of feeling all of this without understanding. They're feeling it. And it's very confusing. It can be. It is. Like I said, being human, I wouldn't say it's easy. (laughs) But the more curious you make it, the more interested you get in discovery of self instead of solving. Because, you know, we we spend a lot of time trying to solve the problem or fix this or change that. If you don't have curiosity, then it just kills innovation. You know what I'm saying? If you have that, I know it already, or like I've experienced that already, or I I feel like I can find the answer, you you know, preconceived Mm -hmm. notion, like it just kills the innovation of living. And so that you have to be able to express yourself in a way that is enjoyable because otherwise like you spend your whole, you know, we like, I'm telling you, like I spent so much time like thinking so hard about 
about every single thing. And like, I would be in a book after book after book, like seeking so much information, but I was seeking it to solve the problem. I wasn't seeking it for fun. I wasn't seeking it for curiosity. And like I said, a lot of people may say that I'm naive or that I don't have a wide enough scope of life, but I feel like it was honestly the key that unlocked me to be able to live a life that I love. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep doing that. You cross a portal of sun almost. You make that step into these heavy situations like, you know, I'm going to bring my own light. And you you bring your own portal of light. Because I've been perceived as naive as well, but I'd rather be perceived as that as, you know, as someone that's harsh and cruel and and bitter. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather keep that innocence Mm -hmm. alive. What you just said about trying to figure out the solution. I I can see this this theme around movies and and books. You don't have to find the solution. You are the solution. Mm -hmm which comes back to being, not doing more. But if you've spent a whole, <laughs> your whole <laughs> life thinking that you are not yeah. enough, that you're not worthy yeah. of, you keep thinking, I need to do more, I need to do yeah. more. That's just symptomatic of the world that we live in. We're all being conditioned that we're not enough. Yeah. And if we're too much, that's still, you know, you're not quite yeah. right. But these are labels. And we're kind of kung fu fighting. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. yeah, we're just... <laughs> For me, I I like to see it as um, the word battle. Like for me, that doesn't feel like a positive connotation because I'm not trying to battle Mm. nobody. I'm not a fighter. (laughs) I can't punch. I can't do nothing. You know, I'm not a lover. So like I see, I'm very much the person who sees things from the standpoint of like, well, the main, the only thing I can do is hug all of it away. I can hug it away. I can hug, I can hug this person, even if it's energetically, that's my weapon. I don't have it in me to fight. I will stand up. I'll express myself and I will always go in the direction of where I'm led that feels good. What feels good is a hug. I feel like we go through so much stress on a daily basis of just trying to get through the day. You know, like sometimes you just wake up and like you call, you spill your coffee and then you're driving, you get a flat tire and then, you know, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> you know, like I, don't, I, can't, I can't punch anybody else today, you know? So like all I can do is I can hug, you know, I can just get a hug. So that's my weapon. We're the warriors that enter the field with, come on, it's time to lower that weapon. It's a battle in the name of, the light kind of merging with the dark i don't think we want to remove the dark we don't want to remove the light we just want that integration that balance we can learn from one another and we've got a long way to go i think because people are still being demonized and people are still being um ostracized and alienated when in reality we could all learn from one another even the bullies have stories to tell even they mm-hmm. have examples to give. They, we all make observations. We all experience teaching moments. We can all learn from one another because we're all students and teachers. Mm-hmm. And this kind of leads me to my final question. Can anyone be a divine messenger? And obviously we know the answer, but for anyone that's watching this or listening to this, and they are interested in ascending to a level where they can inspire more and be that vessel that brings inspiration and motivation in communities where they grew up perhaps and they didn't have that role model. What would be your advice? Gosh, there's so many things that I want to say in a short amount of time. I think removing judgment and criticism from yourself first so that you can be a divine messenger is essential. If you can remove that judgment and criticism from yourself, if you can be free to love who you are, that's one of my favorite Louise Hay quotes is, I am free to love who I am. If you can do that, then I think being a divine messenger will be something that you can easily step into. You don't have to be healed all the way to start. I think it's just the initiative. It's the the want 
you know, if you're being called to do something like this, if you feel that pull of lifetimes of healing and work and you just you just want to help somebody, then do it. Do it in your community. Do it wherever you are. It doesn't have to be on a grand scale. I think a lot of times people think it has to be this big show or like someone has to see it. But like to me, the most intimate moments when you're, you know, healing yourself, healing, you know, a tree, you know, you could be outside being a divine messenger to a tree, to plants, saving bugs, <laughs> you know, what what have you. It can be that simple. That to me is the most sincere, pure form of divine messengers because healing happens not just on a human level, but on an earthly level and beyond. So if that's something you want to do, then do it. Start with you. And then as you heal yourself, heal the world. Yeah, beautifully said. And I think it has that element of the fighter spirit. Find what you love, find what you want to fight for and dedicate yourself to it, your life to it. And in a way, you're going to be given that divine wisdom to help you go through the challenges, go to, through the obstacles, go through the healing. Because the healing in itself, it is a battle, I would say. It is a battle with yourself because you are breaking free from the limitations that you believe in on some level. And that is a little bit harsh to go through as a, as a realization that you're the one kind of blocking your own healing in some way. Allowing yourself to be you know, just thinking like, can I be a divine messenger? Is that something that I'm capable of? And those those feelings of not enoughness, like when they arise, like releasing judgment on them because they came from something and then just moving forward. As far as the battle, I feel like for me, it's more of an experience. Like, am I willing to experience myself in my full entirety? Am I willing to experience life as bright and as wonderful as it can be? Am I willing to experience connection with other people? Am I willing to experience, you know, like, I don't want to fight myself. I want to, I want to heal myself. I want to help myself and I want to help other people. And I can't, I can't help them if I'm not willing to work on me first. That's hard as a healer too. It's like, you want to help everybody <laughs> right away. And you want to reach everybody right away. You only have a certain amount of energy in the day, a certain amount of whatever you can give. But yeah, yeah. that's what I got. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I feel. You made a great point. You have to reserve some of that energy for yourself to love yourself. You have to reserve some of that healing for yourself because you are the messenger in itself. Like if you want to be a divine messenger, you are the messenger. Divine is there. It's waiting for you to, you know, understand the role, the terms and conditions, because as every job has the terms and conditions and requirements, it also has the rewards. And if you're not able to enjoy the, the rewards that come with that role, then maybe you're not ready to be the messenger in the sense that there's a lot of power, but it's not just for you to empower others. It's for you to feel empowered yourself and you have to be able to come back and nourish yourself and enjoy your life, which is a concept that we haven't been taught how to enjoy life. We've been taught how to survive life and the joy that comes from being yourself is still something unfamiliar to people. I think the more people wake up to the option of being divine messengers, the more people understand that there's more to life. And it really starts with taking that first step, making that choice. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> We're going back to that. Ready. I am ready. I am ready. <laughs> yeah. And I guess the last thing I would say is that you have to remember too, like with that non-judgment, like anybody to me can be a divine messenger in different ways. Like everybody has a, a different level of translation that they're trying to get out, you know, mm -hmm. and in your life, you run into a lot of different kinds of divine messengers because divine messengers are messengers sent from source to teach you something, to show you something, to wake mm -hmm. you up in some way. And it could be a negative experience. 
It could be a positive experience. It doesn't matter. It could be a neutral experience. Regardless, like each of those people is a divine messenger. So I feel like it's limitless, the amount of divine messengers that can be on the planet. I think there's just different categories, maybe. Some people are meant to be light workers, and you know, that's their divine message is to spread that message. You know, some people are meant to be school teachers, and that's their message, their divine message. Some people are meant to be those chaotic ones in the world, unfortunately, that stir for the light workers mm-hmm. to come up to spread more divine messages. And that's their divine message. I think it's just the message ordained by source that you're given in this lifetime. And I think the acceptance of that is hard for a lot of people because they're like, no, like divine means good. Divine means it's it's oh. positive, you know? And I'm like, not all the mm-hmm. time. <laughs> divine is the balance, like you said before, it is a balance of both. It's the yin and the yang. It's the intricacies of energetic frequency from all different places, all different ways, all different transmissions. That's my last little spiel is if you are thinking of being a light worker and you don't know where to start, don't think that it has to be through like this kind of work. There's lots of different ways you can be a divine messenger or a light yeah. a light worker or a shadow worker. I don't know. Whatever you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. You can be a truth teller in any industry. Mm-hmm. And when you expose the truth, you become a light worker because you're bringing light to the truth. Mm-hmm. So play with the words, discover, you know, what, what these phrases that we use actually mean because it's all in the in the language that we use. And you can bring joy to any industry as well by being yourself. Occasionally, your presence is going to trigger people. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the divine has to trigger people in order to awaken them. And you're going to be the one that triggers people. So that is part of the role and responsibility document that you didn't receive Mm -hmm. in the physical form you signed it but you're so signed it yeah spend some time with with yourself to figure out what's actually included in your job role yeah like what is that <laughs> thanks for being uh on big souls kate you are definitely one big soul on earth right now and i'm sure the best is yet to be created from you as a multi-dimensional artist yes because your creativity shines through your messages as well for anyone that wants to see how Kate works, how Kate operates and and is. Just go to her TikTok and watch her videos because you're channeling messages from many realms and many beings and you're bringing that storytelling element from the fairies almost, from the fairy tales. And that is authenticity. I would say that is authenticity. It's like every message that you bring out into the world, it's like stardust. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. It is true. Thank you, Stella. I enjoy doing it. It's something that I definitely wasn't anticipating in life, but I'm here for it. I mean, some messages probably are a little bit more difficult than others, but mm-hmm. it's about channeling them through your authenticity. And in that way, you can make them a little bit more mellow for the souls that are ready to hear them. And if you are to remember anything from this call, remember the power of I am ready. Yes, everyone. Take that. Know what that means, okay? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you, Stella. I appreciate you so much. Thanks, Kate. Really enjoyed our episode. Thank you for watching and have a wonderful end of the year. The most magical thing of the year. What a time to discover your ability to be a divine messenger.